0: Hey guys, welcome back to Starring Milana the podcast. Um, Right off the bat, (laughs) if you're listening on the podcast app, you cannot see, but if you are watching on YouTube, I do have a guest with me today. Usually, she's behind the scenes, and today she made her happy ass on camera. (laughs) Welcome, Alina Nardine.
1: Noraldine. Yeah, well, That's Din- great. Noraldine. Noraldine,
0: whatever. <laughs> um, you guys, this is my producer, my friend, my family, Lene, how I like to call her, but my Lena is her name. Um Thank you guys for so much. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode 11 of the podcast Starring Milana. There's a visual to this podcast. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. And subscribe, leave a comment, give a thumbs up, love us, whatever you want to do. Um, you guys, it's been a shit show of a week. It's been a shit show of a week. I'm going to get into it in the BTS segment, but I just want you guys to know that it's been such a shit show that I am not prepared at all for this episode. Um, don't
1: tell them that. Why?
0: No, I have to tell them. I have to be honest with you guys because, you know, people think that, like, I turn on a mic or, you know, podcast, I don't know how everyone else does it, but like, yeah. I turn on a mic and I start talking. That's not the case. You know, I we sit down, we work on the content, prep. we prep because I never want to... Sit down and babble for an hour, 30 yeah. minutes, you know, and sound crazy. I want to be strategic with my words and effective with my words. Um, so we really plan out each episode and takes a lot of work. But because it's been a uh, hell week, I am not prepared. And ironically, you know, the topic that I wanted to talk about, I think Lena's a great guest for, but also because it's been such an intense week and because she is my producer on the show, you know, I thought, why not have her on it? She can guide the episodes that she knows how this works. And since I have not been up to date for the most part on what's been going on. Okay. So, um, yeah, rough week. Uh...
1: (laughs) To say the
0: least. (laughs) To say the least. So if it's your first time listening, we have three segments here at Starring Milana. The first one is BTS, where we catch up and I give you kind of like a brief summary of my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things from the media and we try to offer a different perspective if there's one to be dealt. And the third one is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about the college admission scandal, J-Lo and A-Rod, keeping the faith, and a lot more. So stay tuned. But before we start with the BTS segment, I kind of want to talk about how we met.
1: Oh, yeah. Forgot about
0: this. You know, uh, I think that context is everything, so I think we should...
1: Get into it.
0: Get into it. Um. Do you want to tell your version? I'll tell mine.
1: (laughs) Milana, let me just preface this. Like loves to tell the story all the time. Whenever, look at her sipping her tea. I'm sipping my tea. Mm -hmm. Whenever she gets the chance. Um, There's no version. I met Milana like nine years ago, almost nine years ago in college at LMU. We went to Loyola Marymount University. Damn, it
0: has been almost nine years. Yeah, she
1: did this. When I said this to her, she's like, it hasn't been nine years. I'm like, yes, it has. It's. I mean, it, 2019 has been. Yeah, nine years. Oh my god. We met in 2010. Don't tell
0: people. People can do math now. They're gonna know how old I am. It's okay. Mom, you don't tell mom. your age in Hollywood. <laughs>
1: um, were you two years? At one year. One, see, Why yeah, one is year. are age to <laughs> I'm, me. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. She's one year above me in school, uh-huh. but we met. And one foot shorter in life. Uh huh. Yeah, for yeah. real. She's five feet. And And I'm almost six feet. She likes
0: to tell the story. She says she's 5'11 and a half, but you're six feet. No, I'm literally
1: (laughs) five, between 5'11 and... Six feet. Yeah, I'm 5'11 and a half. <laughs> You're six feet. Nobody's counting the half. <laughs> With, like, any type of shoe on, I'm, like, six foot. Sneaker. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, Okay, go ahead. Continue your story. I can't remember if, we, if I just, like, sat next to you Perfect. I'm going to tell the story because I, I love the story. The
0: cafeteria. Like, the the No, layer. honey, that's not how this happened. That is not how
1: yeah, this happened. I can't. I just have a memory of me, like, I think that's when I, I was, ha- Okay, I'm going to tell <laughs> the story because I have a
0: very clear memory. I don't memory. have that great
1: of a memory. But
0: okay, here okay. we go. Junior year of college, first, like, day of school, second day of school. Junior for me, sophomore year for her. Um, First day, first week of school, I walk into class. I always sit in the back of the class. One, I don't like people sitting behind me. Two, I'm just not that pressed to be up the teacher's ass. And three, I'm probably doing something shit I shouldn't be doing. So I prefer to sit in the back, okay? So go in, sit in the back. Loyola Marymount is a small university. There's probably, like, 20 to 25 yeah, in people in a class, okay? So... I'm in the back, Lena's in the front. She walks in with her tall, pretty self. So, you know, you notice her right away. She sits in the front. And the first day of school, I mean, what the fuck could they even talk about? Maybe the syllabus. Lena probably raised her hand three times and asked questions about the syllabus. I'm like, oh, or my. the
1: YouTube audience. I'm was... <laughs> rolling my eyes right now, but okay.
0: So she raised her hand and asked, like, three questions. I'm like, who has questions about the syllabus, right? So I'm like, all right, this girl. The next day, I have my other set of classes. and This is my PR class. I walk into my PR class. This is actually where I also met my friend Taylor, who I used to have a YouTube channel with. So I go in the back of the class. I'm sitting there. Taylor is also in the back of the class. I don't know her either. And again, I see this girl walking. I'm like, oh, God, it's the question girl. It's the question girl. So she's this in the front of the class. I'm not judging. I'm just like... Twenty-one questions. So she sits in the front of the class, and again, she's raising her hand and asking all these questions. And I'm like, "Oh my college god, college is hard,
1: guys!" And the, okay, I don't know what to tell you. It's I the first to be prepared. Day.
0: Okay, so this happened. So that happened. I'm like, okay, I, I've already like, I, you know, I put her in a category. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Um, the weeks go by in school, and I, you can, you can disagree with me, but I remember this like it was no. Yesterday. This is. I
1: won't deny this. This is. We're true. sitting
0: in class, and the teacher forgets to ask everyone to submit their homework. And Lena, at the end of the class, granted, some of us probably didn't do it, raised her hand and goes, so are you going to collect the assignment from last
1: night? Oh my God. That's like the worst thing that you could do. You know, I don't have much to say about it. Like if I worked hard on something, I want to turn it in. Don't
0: make excuses. You're stressing people out of college. Okay, so I was like, great. Here is this girl. So
1: now I have this impression of this girl
0: who's just, I don't even know what she is because I wouldn't call her, I, I wouldn't call you a teacher's pet. It was just like, anal? sure, anal, OCD, OCD a little yeah. OCD, it's fine. But, you know, back now that I know her, it, it makes sense. But back then, I'm like, what is the matter? She's like, so eager to be in school. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. She has all these questions. So, anyway, this is how we met. Then, I don't remember
1: how we got close. That's what I'm saying. This is oh. when we, like, had lunch at, like, we would, ha- I don't remember.
0: Yeah, we kind of got close because you were nice. I think I, like. You Just know, came to
1: sit next to you when you were eating by yourself once, I don't eat, I was eating by myself. No, like in between classes, I'm not <sighs> <trying. laughs> Excuse me, whatever. No, I actually love to eat by myself. Um. I just know about the whole like then I got the internship with Sonia, and then okay. I don't know what happened. okay, in the okay, middle. so
0: oh, okay, so at that point, I started and we took like one of the classes we took the, together was event planning, and I actually was planning uh, I got an internship at an event planner's company who came to speak to her in our class
1: in mm-hmm. our class.
0: <laughs> right. And she had known that um, I had that internship, and I think you asked me, or maybe, like, I, I was already there for a while, maybe yeah, like a she year. and somebody And else. now she Lena looking, needed, yeah. I mean, Lena, now Sonia needed yeah. somebody else, and I was already hired part-time. So I was already working, and she needed another intern. And so I remember
1: you asking me about working there, and yeah. so
0: we hired you. Yeah. So we ended up working together.
1: Um, and the whole, like, Linnae nickname is a Sonia Milana nickname. They came up with that at the internship. Yeah. Those are, like, the only two people who call me that. Yeah,
0: I call her Linnae. I really like it. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, we got closer.
1: Yeah, we were sitting, like, here and here. Yeah,
0: elbow to elbow. Um, And then it just, yeah, and then we just kind of, kept our friendship going you you every time I invited you somewhere you yeah. came out um it was fun but I think we got really close the past few years mm-hmm. I would say yeah so like too. after I graduated from college we kept in touch I don't I didn't really leave with a lot of friends in college I I'd left with the ones I already knew from yeah. high school and that was about it I think maybe you and Taylor yeah. are the only two people I yeah. walked out of college with like new friends um and we kept in touch and we stay pretty and then we got closer actually like in the past few years. Yeah. We've traveled together. Oh, which I elbow. wanted to which I wanted to strangle you
1: there at uh, I don't remember why. I guess I'm slow and I like take a long time to get ready.
0: First of and all And I'm always late. First of all. Second, <laughs> she lost her eye contact in Cabo. Did I? Yeah. Oh, and you shit. were like, I don't know if it's, it fell out of my eye and it's in the water <laughs> or if it rolled back into my head.
1: Oh yeah. See, I have, okay, let me, I have anxiety. I wanted to kill her because for five hours I was listening to her freak out if between you are the water. you have one contact and you know what I'm talking about, don't let her, I'm not going to let her troll me right now because <laughs> especially if you have one contact in one eye, not one in the other, it's, it's fucked up. It gives you a headache. It's. If yeah, I don't, I don't know if I had an extra one. It was bad. Yeah, it basically the whole day she drove me
0: crazy, and I wanted That's to strangle okay. her. And I was like, "This is the last time I'm traveling with her anywhere." Um, I think that is. No, the last I think we time. went to Palm Springs after oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean Palm Springs. <laughs> was... I mean, still, still two
1: nights. <laughs> Palm Springs was before that. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was during college. Yeah. And then Cabo was after, after I graduated. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we we spent a lot of time together. Um, she's. A great friend. Thanks. How are you? Thanks. I really appreciate you in my life. You know, I always, I always wonder why God sent me to LMU to uh, leave with nothing, like not much. Uh, Anna is
1: dying to do a college. Episode. I can't wait to she talk really about my is. college
0: experience. Um. You know, and, and and I always think about how I left with like friends, and everything happens for a reason. And you know, you you sit in college debt, and you hate yourself in your life for a long time. Yeah. But it happened for a reason. Um, so I think this was one of the reasons. Thank so you. I really appreciate you for helping with everything. She helped me with my other talk show too. Yeah, we Milana. had four
1: solid episodes with dope ass. <laughs> oh, it was background. great. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's coming handy. Um, but yeah, she's been she's been a big part of my life and just different every aspect I would say um so I'm really grateful for her that's how we met and now I can't get rid of her so with that being said we're gonna get into the BTS segment if you follow me on Instagram you probably noticed I wasn't really promoting my episode that much that's because I had a family emergency in the middle of everything like recording and um editing um I'm not gonna give you the entire story but basically my dad, who's had previous health issues before, um, we had to call the ambulance for him. We they took him to the hospital, and a few days later, they had to do like emergency emergency surgery on his heart. Um, so it was a really rough week, you know. I uh, we were taking care of my dad and my grandma, and going back and forth. Me, and my sister, and my mom were kind of stretched very thin. So it was very stressful. I missed a lot of work. Um, that's why I'm not prepared. Okay, this is probably the only few hours that I've had of like peace in yeah. all all this week. Um, Lena was actually there when we called the ambulance. She came yeah, to the hospital. Yeah, it was right when we
1: were trying to film episode 10. We were literally just about yeah. to press record. And then Milana's sister, Lola, comes down and is like, you guys need to move. Like, we had to call 911. Yeah. And me and Milana are like, what? So then we went upstairs. Thank, Thank you, everyone God. who
0: prayed and, and asked me about it. He's doing better. He's doing good. So, um, you know, hopefully I, I can kind of get back into uh yeah. momentum, get my momentum going again. So that was my week. Tell me about your past
1: week. (laughs) Yeah, I worked out. I worked on my jewelry line. Talk about that. Yes. I don't know how much you want to
0: say. I mean, I can say
1: like a little bit. I'm starting a jewelry company. Um, It'll all be designed by me, 14 karat gold and up. So the first collection will be 14 karat gold. So right now I'm just working on um, my logo and designing and meeting with manufacturers and stuff like that. So... I said it was going to come out in April. That's like next month, and that did not happen. It's hard. I know, you, so you can't really like, put a
0: date on those kinds of things because yeah. you're depending on so many other factors and people yeah. that are out of your control. So yeah.
1: So hopefully, like in the summer, it'll be yeah like launched and the website and everything
0: yeah and you don't want to rush it
1: yeah definitely I'm like a perfectionist yeah you are
0: and I'm not (laughs) which is crazy I'm like yeah it looks good just put play play." yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what while you're here because you guys know we're a book club of two and we're always looking for new members um so we're basically almost done with with becoming you want to I always give my take on the book do you want to I
1: yeah I loved it um more so the beginning Part when she talks about her childhood and, like, her foundation and where she came from was Mm -hmm. really, I kind of connected with that. Um, Her dad uh, has MS, and my mom has, like, a neurological degenerative condition, so when she would talk about that, too, and how that had an effect on her, I, like, resonated a lot with me. Mm -hmm. And just um, kind of, like, her demeanor from the beginning and how she became, like, the woman she is today. I think her early childhood was, like, very telling of that and how her parents were I mean the the latter parts of all the like uh, tidbits about um, the president like Obama and being in the White House and all of that that's just like interesting to read
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but my favorite part was like her early childhood
0: yeah let's just hop into um, talkworthy because speaking of presidents and presidency and people running
1: oh yeah Milan is my guy favorite person announced his <laughs> Re- yeah. We're
0: going to get his name right. I should probably figure out sooner than later. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke has announced that he's running for president in 2020. I'm so happy. Thank you to you and your family for um, putting yourselves out there, sacrificing for us. Um, and, you know, oh, Lena, I kind of want you to talk about this next part. Um, this um. is a fucking tragedy. I don't even...
1: So we wanted to talk about uh, the shooting in Christchurch, New Zealand, the two uh, shootings at uh, mosques. One of them, um, there was actually two mosques. Um, one was El Noor Mosque and then another one was, I think started with a D, I can't remember the name, but seven people had died there. So a total of 49 people died and there's like obviously injured. It was like the biggest mass shooting in New Zealand's modern history. Um, It was two mosques. It was a 28-year-old Australian uh, man. He's in custody, so they got him, and they talked about how he had, like, bigger plans and explosives in his car. Um, Yeah, it's very sad, and it's a huge tragedy. So if you could keep those people's families and them in your prayers, um, we would both really appreciate yeah. that. I mean, I'm Muslim. Like, I grew up Muslim. That was, like, my... That's my religious foundation. So this definitely hits home for me, but any type of massacre or t- shooting or tragedy hits home for me. Charleston, here, like, yeah. schools, malls. There was apparently an active shooter at the Century City Mall Or, like, yesterday. a bomb set or
0: something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like, it's just, like, the fact of how, like, normalized it is yeah. is so, like, sad, saddening. It's really sad. Um, we what kind of, it's a very sensitive, like, subject to talk about, but the main thing, the direction that I thought that we could talk about it in is kind of like this whole hatred, racism, like bigotry, Islamophobia. It's definitely growing. It's definitely a modern-day problem. Um, A lot of people obviously, like, would say, yeah, terrorism is a modern-day problem. But they lack the – what's the word? The overflow in the fact that there's also – targets against Muslims as well. Like, there is a growing sense of Islamophobia. And it comes from white... It has been for a while. Yeah, it comes from white supremacy. And just the communication and the acknowledgement that it exists is the first step, I feel like, to starting to eradicate it or to... just to acknowledge that it exists, because, I mean, this is the most common thing you'll say, that if it was a someone who claims that they're Muslim or Islamic beliefs, which there's nothing in the Quran that says anything about being violent, it actually says the opposite of that. And if anyone ever has any questions, you can DM <laughs> me. I mean, I have something, a post that I might bring up in a second to, like, show that, but... Um, that if it was a Muslim person, then it's automatically terrorism. But right. often than mm-hmm. not, when it's a white person who is attacking Muslims or does any type of attack, it's of, it's all of a sudden controversial whether or not it's terrorism.
0: After nine eleven, I think in America people did just kind of have this fear, you know, and 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 I think what people are lacking to understand is that it's not religion. It really,
1: to like, it's the misinterpretation of the Quran and it's using yeah. a religion as your own backing with like. False, completely false beliefs. I wouldn't even say that it's cultural because I don't think any of these cultures are just like predominantly violent. Yeah. Whether you're Saudi. I mean, right. I'm half Egyptian. I grew up in Saudi Arabia for seven, eight years. I have Saudi friends who are like the nicest, most purest people I've ever met. So it's just the misinterpretation and using a religion's name in vain. Yeah. Like, I mean, if anyone looks at any translation of the Quran or anything, like there is no like outright Uh, verses that talk about being violent and Mm -hmm. killing non-believers, whether if they don't believe in Islam, actually we're, we, in the Quran, it says like men and women of the book, like even, which is Christianity, Judaism and Islam, but even farther than that, like there is no like casting and killing of anybody. It's actually a very peaceful, um, it's a peaceful religion. And the Quran has preaches, like, peace and justice are the main themes, right.
0: so. Do you think that um, an attack like this is is kind of, like, things like this happen, especially, like, this past one? Because, you know, I when I, we were doing research about, like, the, the most followed religions in order of, mm-hmm. like, you know, Christianity is one. And the second one is Islam, and I was shocked.
1: Yeah, Islam, Islam is the biggest, uh, the fastest and biggest growing religion. and exactly. has the most people converting to it. Uh, so do you
0: think that people's, do you think that ignites some sort of, like... I don't That's think part of the, the fact fear, that it's like, like
1: people converting. I think it's definitely the fact that terrorism and Islam have unfortunately become synonymous in right. American media. Um, I think the media pushes fear and pushes that sentiment. Um across the board when it comes to Islam, you never Not just it. in
0: America, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, American, yeah. like, Western media, yeah. I mean, in general. Um, no, I think it really is because of the, the name and the bad rep that the religion the has gotten. But so, yeah. so they feel that it's warranted, and they're doing something in the greater name of their God or their faith by killing people who they believe are terrorists and who mm-hmm. kill people just for whatever reason it yeah. may be. Um, and... I just, that's not productive. That's a whole, that's the entire eye for an eye situation. Again, there's, it is not, it has nothing to do, again, with the religion. People can't separate the people who do these acts from the religion itself. Exactly. And again, when it comes to Western, like, let's say we find out that this guy is Christian. Like, Mm -hmm. they can, they'll immediately separate him from his religion. Of course. But they... If they ha- People have a hard time doing that when it comes to Islam because of things like 9-11 and all of that. The next thing is this college
0: admission scandal. We just have some sad, oh, depressing oh news my God. for you guys
1: today. Holy
0: guacamole.
1: So I'll like kind of give Go the like little spiel on this. So Felicity Huffman, known as Aunt Becky in Full, full House, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. And Felicity Huffman, who was like on Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Leanne. Huh? That was
0: her name, Leanne, right? On Desperate housewives,
1: yeah, yeah, those. Were oh, me. I don't remember, but yeah. I did watch Desperate yeah. Housewives*. They got caught in this bigger. It's bigger than just them. The reason why they're getting a lot of spotlight is because they're big, they're famous, big, and they you already know actresses. their names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of other people who are involved in this. Got caught in a big like college admission scandal where they um, did everything from paying universities to have their children get admitted and, and not, thinking I, I, that they were gonna be on uh, sports teams. Uh-huh. Um, to some, I think I read that some of them worked with um, a special, uh, like, college prep guy mm-hmm. and had, like, other people go in to take their children's SATs. Cheated
0: on, straight up cheated straight on the SATs. Yeah, some of them
1: actually took their own SATs but cheated and yeah. had claimed. Milana told me that um, they have special needs and so they can't take it in the normal setting. Yeah, that, they had,
0: like, therapists
1: sign a, a letter um, that yeah. weren't true. So then they had this guy who administered and that's when these things were, like, allowed. Like, somebody who wasn't the person on their ID mm-hmm. had came in and taken it or they were cheating and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, honey. Yeah, there's like a lot. I guess, I mean, the main Felicity, um, sorry, Lori Laughlin's that's her name, right? Yeah. Daughter Um was USC was one of the schools. What were the other schools in? Georgetown,
0: Where Yale. My,
1: yeah. These are big towns. Yale, schools.
0: girl. Um, and some school named Wake Forest. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Look. <clears throat> I've tried to look at this story from so many different directions. You know, we just try to—we don't condemn. We try to offer a new perspective. And we sat here, and we sat, and we scratched our heads. I will say—I will say a couple things. First of all, I don't know why people are so shocked, because this shit happens all the time. Yeah, you People have been paying their way to get into universities for For years, forever. If your parents went there— and you have a lot of money. You make you a donation. Send, you buy a, a fucking building. Yeah. You do this. You do that. And of course, if you paid five million dollars to have a building constructed, of course and they're going to let your after yeah. You of course, then. you're going to let your dumbass kid into the university. Okay, so this isn't new, but I think the problem is that like those don't really usually. Leave a trail like this, you know. You can make your
1: assumptions, like, oh, this kid got in because of his last name, or because his grandpa, or because his whatever. I think that yeah, the issue with this one was more so because yes, there's a lot of like um, parents who pay to get their kids into a university, but it's like at least. I would hope so, that they took their own SATs. Yes. And do you know what I mean? Like, yes, people pay to get into it and do a lot of things, but the fact that this was like... These that, were obscure measures. Yeah, like, this was just so extra, like, in my Like, post opinion. for a
0: photo. Like, you, like post for a photo. We're going to Photoshop you in some USC crew attire. Yeah. And like, we're going to act pretend like... Pretend that you're... That you might... Like, and then and then we're going to bribe the coach of the team to say that you are potentially like going on, to be on the team. Yeah, so you need to be admitted like with your logo. Low grades. Yeah, you you get admitted with your low grades, taking up spots of students who are probably more worthy of yeah, the position who actually want to play. Harder.
1: Yeah,
0: and you get into the school and you have you don't even know what row is, so <laughs> what crew is <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> know what row is it's i row so, oh i row at orange theory, theory but is, i would be crew if yeah. i row oh i, I it. mean, it is rowing i did learn crew. this in the facebook movie but you know what i'm saying you, this is how
1: you, I would. yeah I, I just think that this is like white privilege on crack like i mean again i don't know mm-hmm, all honey. who was involved but again the main two actresses that i they're They're white. Their children are white. Like, you already have the upper hand when you are applying to colleges, Mm. and you guys have the money to pay for it, Mm -hmm. and all this. And there's, like, struggling families who, like, want to put their kids through college who don't have the money, Mm -hmm. and students who, like, work hard on their SATs and their grades to get in, and sometimes they're admitted on a, the, a diversity quota or whatever it is. But a lot of times people don't get into colleges that they should. And I just think that this was, it was so unnecessary because even I saw um, Lori Laughlin's daughter speak at like um, a Teen Vogue summit I went to last year. And like she mentioned that she was going to college, but you can tell like she's a big YouTube star, like that she doesn't even care about going to college. Yeah. So to even do this and then, the kids don't even care to go to college. Like it's just such a waste of space in the university. It's such a waste of money, resources. Like it's really unfair. And even if you guys think it's just one
0: space, it's not. It's it's the it's the endless amount of space that is that it could take if something like this didn't come out because people are just gonna be doing it and doing it for years. And they paid, like, almost $500,000 for I both of that. the daughters. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Do you know how many people's tuition that could have paid for? So, look, it's bad. Um, But I do think that the bullying is so in- inappropriate. Like, I these mean, kids the, are 19 years old. The yeah, shit that I don't, people are we saying... We don't know,
1: like, how much the kids were involved. Which yeah. That was my question. Like... My, like, rhetorical question, like, how much were they involved? Like, they were really young at the time. Yeah. Like, even, like, you can say someone's 18, but it's, like, you don't really make your full-on life decisions, especially when you no, come you from don't. families like that. I didn't, I didn't do better until I was, like, 25. Yeah, so, like, I don't yeah. think it's fair. Like, I don't have any kind of thing to say about the children. I think it's unfortunate The uh, again, Lori Laughlin's daughter, her, I think her name is Olivia. Olivia and Isabella. Yeah, dropped out of USC. Both of them did. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think they should. I think that's the right thing to do, but this is now have like disrupted their lives all because their parents wanted it to look a certain way. They wanted them to go to college and any college wasn't good enough. I applied to USC. I didn't get in. We made a joke that LMU was the this reject school for USC that anyone who applied- Oh, was that the rumor? That was the joke. Oh, I
0: didn't apply to USC. I just I, wasn't I applied, telling you I didn't get in. So, <laughs> so like, I'm not a reject, Kate. Okay. You know, for parents, you want to do what's best for your kids. So you go the extra mile-
1: illegally <laughs> this
0: is this is a lot of miles um so I I, I can understand that and I'm not even talking about the 500,000 Lori Laughlin. I'm talking about all of the other um parents too that are involved you know yeah. you, you you do whatever you can to get your kids maybe some some of their kids actually wanted to go to these schools and had their hopes set so high and then they, they didn't get in but the problem is like you're teaching your kids that anything can be can be handled with money, and that's not the case. You know, or no that you can cheat
1: your way into exactly. Things. And yeah. so it's
0: not now. It's just like it's even worse than it was before. You know, instead of being like, "Oh, honey, you didn't get in. You can go to a JC, get your credits, and transfer. You can go to Northridge. You can go to any school." You know, um, so and and the last thing I want to say is, you guys, let's not forget about the real problem here: the fucking universities themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've been like I said, they've been doing this for years on different types of levels and. You can go ahead and say, oh, it's just the, the one coach from that school. Like, they're the bad apple. No, they're mean, the ones that took the money. What I no. wanted
1: to say is USC has such, had had a bad rep on so yeah. many things like this for so long. But
0: even LMU, I had some real, yeah. real questionable people <laughs> in my classes. Like, I sat there scratching my leg. Like, how did you get into any, sc- this school, yet alone, like, how did you graduate high school? You know, it's, look, people yeah. pay their way in. Yeah, um, sure. It's very normal. And I think we, I think the universities, like, we're, we're focusing a lot on the parents yeah. and they're dead wrong, but we need to focus on the universities. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, you they're know?
1: definitely cooperating yeah. with this, you know what I mean? Especially with the, the money. And, I mean, like, they wouldn't know about the the SATs. Like, right. they're just receiving the, the Re- results. Yeah. Um, yeah, about the money. And then the whole, like, the athletic department, if they're now, like, faking that they're on these... Teams and stuff, like, this is, like, infiltrating mm-hmm. different areas of the universities. This is going to either admissions, like, deans, provosts, and the, like, the athletic yeah. department. Like, this is multiple entries that they're, like, trying to get in. And it's, I mean, and they're, the universities are failing at every point.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I'm out of college. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, okay, and the last thing we're going to talk about is J-Lo and A-Rod are engaged. Hey. We're so happy for her. This is her congratulations fifth <laughs> engagement.
1: Yeah, that's what we said. She was
0: married three times. This would be her fourth wedding. She was married three times, she has and, five engagements and, yeah, now. Five. So, one and this time be her she, fourth got wedding. And she didn't get mm-hmm. married. Ben, Benny, Ben Affleck. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So, congratulations.
1: You know, all I want to say about <laughs> this is because, like, I need this in my life. It's like, it is never too late. Mm. Like, she is 49 years old. We know JLo doesn't look 49, but I want you guys to know she is 49, mm-hmm. and, like, if anyone, this is all speculation. You don't know the ins and outs of someone's relationship, but from the outside, you could say like that maybe this is the happiest that she's been, or that you could tell, uh-huh. or that this was the right relationship for her, the right person, and it came at a later time. You know what it's I mean? And it's late, never y'all. too late.
0: Don't be so desperate that you end up with the wrong person. Yeah,
1: and she—I mean, she did experience like she yeah. I mean, she was married. She has two kids. Um, I know. I just I love them together. Mm. I think they're great. I'm happy for her. I don't know her, but.
0: Okay, guys, so the topic of the week um, is, you know, keeping the faith. I thought this would be an appropriate topic because I want to talk about your faith. Yes. um, Your, I guess, religious background and transition, um, my experiences, because I know if you guys have been listening since the beginning, you've you've heard me reference God a lot. Um, And I'm definitely more spiritual than I am religious, but... um, you know to me god is real jesus is real and um a lot of who i am i can attest to my um faith so but it's not it hasn't always been this easy and this peachy and as it seems so simple so first of all let me define faith for you, Um, according to Le Dictionary, uh, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof, okay? So, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, okay? So, my religious journey, I guess, or let's start with that before Mm. I get into my spirituality. I'm Armenian. Most Armenians, I think, are Eastern Orthodox um, Christians, and... When I moved to America, my parents never really went to church on Easter. They did, but they would send me to Sunday school, and I went for a little while. Um, people were mean to me because it was an Armenian Sunday school, and I didn't really speak Armenian, so um, I I learned later. But odd man out. So after a while, I stopped going. And as I got older, I've you know I think when I graduated high school, I've always wanted to. Like I, I always prayed, by the way. Let me be clear, I always believed in God, um even if I wasn't going to church up until like that age. but I have been praying every single night, every single night, even when i I'm so drunk, I have still said my nightly prayers, okay? I've been That's praying. Important. yeah, I've been praying all my life, okay, for as long as I can remember for obviously since well I can remember age seven and up. Yeah. I've been praying ever since then. Um, and when I got out of high school, it came to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm not the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm a good person. I have a lot of friends, whatever. I felt good about myself, but I I knew that I was not the best version of myself. And to me, it's like I believed in God, but I felt like something was missing. I couldn't hear from God. And I was like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Maybe if I grow my relationship with God, I will be a better me. Okay? So so that's kind of where my desire to see God started. So I started attending a lot of different churches, Um, Baptist churches, like Christian churches, Russian Orthodox churches. I was going, going, going. And then I, um, you know, I finally landed um, at One Church LA and it's been now five years since I've been going there. Um, And I've, through that process I've definitely become more spiritual rather than religious you know uh, obviously I believe in the bible but to a certain extent um, and some people might say it's kind of like hypocritical but uh, not everything in there I might agree with like mm-hmm. I think that be- I would use the word spiritual more than religious because I have my own relationship with God aside from yeah. what is written in a bible um so that's my that's where I'm at now do you want to share your story before we continue yeah
1: so I'm half Egyptian and a quarter Italian, quarter Polish. Um, my dad is Muslim. I was raised Muslim. My mom actually converted to Islam before they got married. And a lot of people like would assume that she just converted to marry him. But mm-hmm. she um, actually really converted because she believed. And they were actually not going to get married. And she had already converted and was still practicing. And then they ended up getting married um, so she truly <laughs> converted for the right reasons. Um, mm, that's
0: important.
1: Yeah. I um, grew up between here and Egypt and Saudi Arabia. I grew up there um, for seven years. So I grew up in the Middle East, which is a Muslim-majority countries. Um,
0: and this is why sometimes, guys, if you ever heard me say my foreign friend that doesn't get it, it's Lena, because she didn't grow up here. Okay, moving on.
1: Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, just social cues. So, funny. But <laughs> so um, yeah, my dad was very, both my parents, like, I definitely grew up with religion as a foundation, and I grew up taking Quran classes um, as well, and I went to, like, Muslim schools here, even in the States, mm. um, and then I lived in, in the Middle East, and it's predominantly a lot of my friends were Muslim, a lot of them also were not. Um, And I always had that fun. My dad used to always say that I used to ask like very critical and analytical questions about religion from a very young age. And my dad is known, if you know him, to like lecture and like talk about.
0: That's where you get your lecturing from?
1: Yeah, that is where I get it from. It's from I love you. just kidding. So oh, yeah, but I definitely was a very strong presence in my life and I did it all we have five um pillars of Islam basically that are fasting, which again is similar in um, Milana's doing Lent right now. How's that going? Great. No bread, starving, yeah. gone. <laughs> um, charity, which is the same as like tithing that I in mm-hmm. Christianity. Um, praying five times a day. I mean, in other religions, they pray different times, different amounts um, during the day, um, believing in one God and that the prophet Muhammad is his messenger. So these are like the main five things and I grew up with that and beyond. So I fasted from a young age. I gave zakat, which is basically like charity, um, yeah, so I grew up and it was very, a big part of my life in high up until high school when I lived in the Middle East. And then I kind of went to college and I'm like on my own and it still guided me with like my morals and values, but I became, it, I my connection with God became less and less. And I don't think I would ever strongly say at a young age, which I think it is difficult at a young age to have that relationship with God. I yeah. mean, like I left, I left, I finished high school at 18, so... Sorry, was
0: it? A- yeah, 17, 18, most people. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I feel like that's still really young. Like, you definitely have that foundation. And then there was a big period of time where I just kind of lost God, that I would say. Like, mm-hmm. I just wasn't something. I wasn't praying as much. I would fast and do all the and go to, like, the um, Eid, which is, like, two celebrations and, um, like, religious days, I would say, religious celebrations. Um, but it wasn't, like, a day-to-day thing for me. And then um, my mom um, got diagnosed with a uh, neurological degenerative condition. And that was, like, it was a very slow onset. So, it was, like, every year it got, like, worse and Mm -hmm. worse. And me and my sister talk about this, unfortunately, that we became, like, we just had a lack of faith of anything at that point. Uh And then it, like, transitioned into being mad at God because, like, why is this happening to her? Like, we knew she also had a difficult childhood. So... It just was like, we just didn't... Un- I think the lack of understanding um, led to a lack of faith and then also to the an extreme point of now not just having faith but then being angry with God. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just in like different parts of my life whether if it was like career or relationships like I didn't have faith that what I wanted was going to come to pass Mm, so it just kind of deterred me away from God unfortunately so then um
0: like in no instant results why isn't
1: this happening yeah or just not getting what I want and it was just a big thing between like my timing and God's timing which is a notion that I had been privy to at a young age but it just didn't register with me Mm -hmm. that way like we I mean that's also common in my, in my religion, like growing up. So like I knew of it, but it just, it didn't tangibly like kind of manifest in my head. So then um, I graduated college, um, just not having like any structure. I think the transition from college outside, I didn't have a job right away. So like again, going back to like career and I honestly Mm -hmm. was like got depressed. And I think that is like a big issue as well like kind of goes hand in hand with also having a lack of faith like i know there is depressions that are like chemical imbalances but the type that i had was like situational to my circumstances um so that was really difficult and then I had seen Milana go to one church LA for years and I always like was like oh I want to go and it looked yeah I really liked it and then um I would say so it's about to be like a one-year anniversary of me going I went I think last like March or April and I was just like going through a hard time and Milana's like why don't you come and I was like yeah like I've I've been wanting to come and just like a side note like so Ever since I've known Melana, she's been very confident. And so I would always, like, even when I met her in college nine years ago, and I always would, like, wonder, like, where she gets this confidence from. And I asked her. I mean, like we're close friends, and like we've, we're having like deep conversations, mm-hmm. or like l- about life or whatever. And she was saying, from she actually said from God and dance. Yeah. At the time, I don't think that even that notion registered with me. I don't think it registers with a lot of people. Yeah, like
0: people ask me, and I'm just like God, and people are like, what? I believed her. You know? Yeah. But, like it didn't I can't relate. It was yeah, like kind like can't relate. relate. I yeah. could
1: not relate at all. And it yeah. really bothered me, not in a fact, like I was like, this is something I need to like figure out and like work on. So then I ended up going with her. She invited with invited me. And then I, even times that she couldn't go, I would go. I've met have been many times by myself. I used to go for a long period of time, like twice a week, like on Thursday. And it's been a year, and I can say, like I've, made a lot of progress in that time, but I, it's just an ongoing thing. Ongoing, yeah, yeah. It's never. So I like talk about how you like lack of faith. And then we talk about at like one LA a lot, like perfect faith and achieving perfect faith. And I think that's an ongoing thing that people should always strive for. So I definitely have like moved the needle mm-hmm. and feel like I have a lot of stronger faith and my, not I have more knowledge and understanding um, and moving into that whole realm of like, spirituality and um, faith. And actually, our pastor, Pastor Trey, um, this last last Friday, he um, ha- gave a ser- sermon called What is in a Name? And he basically talked about the difference between, like, religion and revelation. Mm-hmm. And he went as far to say that religion is not permanent and it's not meant to be permanent in his eyes and what totally he knows. Totally agree. I yeah. totally, like, literally, this is why I go there. Because a lot, not a lot of people question, but it's, like, it is a... It's not even... I don't even seem as it drastic because Islam was like my foundation. Yeah, that's why I
0: say. All religions basically yeah. talk about the same thing. Yeah. So we cannot use it as t- to divide us. This is the problem. But yeah. they, they're the same thing in different ways.
1: Yeah, I definitely... He talked about... He gave the analogy that religion is like a scaffolding. It's to keep you in the neighborhood and like similar in right. the analogy in construction and that at some point the scaffolding is taken away and that the building must stand on their own two feet. And mm-hmm. that's when you have your personal relationship with God and that That's the point that I feel like people should want to get to where they're close enough to God, where they can hear him clearly, that he can reveal things to them and they know like it's clear as day and that they have that personal spiritual relationship with God. So that's, I would say that's where me and Milana have kind of, we agree and have bonded the most Mm because that's what I believe. I don't, I think religion is just a way for different ways for people to get to their personal relationship with God. Exactly, right. And I'm a testimony of that. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I always, I still, like, pray. Um, Meditation is God speaking to you, and prayer is you speaking to God. So, Mm -hmm. definitely, I don't pray the five prayers like I normally did in Islam, but I do take at least 15 minutes a day to, like, sit and, like, talk to God, and, um, I have a life coach, and she'll be, like, if you feel like you're not getting a message, be, like, I can't hear you, like, you need to tell yeah. God, like, I can't hear you. you, need to speak louder, so even that. Show me in a
0: different way, Yeah, exactly. I so just like, want to make sure it's from you. Exactly,
1: yeah. so that's where I'm at now, and honestly, I'm so grateful to Milana to have friends where this is, like, the Thank basis you. of your relationship, like, yeah. one of the main things that could be who knows God knows other things, but I definitely, we talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I mean, I can talk about this for yeah. days, but that's so, my... So, oh, thank
0: you for sharing that. <laughs> so, I think what Lena said, you know, when she met me, and she was like, oh, like, how are you so confident? God, you know, if, if you're listening, you're probably thinking like, oh, like, she just has this mentality all the time and she's just so connected uh. all the time, and I'm not. And I want to talk about those moments where it's so natural to have the lack of faith you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm not it's always so easy, I don't man. wake up and I'm just like okay I really want to get to that point but I don't wake up and I'm like yes god like take me on a journey today everything yeah. you know I really I, I really really do want to get to that point but it's not reality because it's what people don't understand is like it's so much work it's a constant it's practice daily, it's daily hourly, hourly, hourly work. mentally it's the constant reminders to yourself it's reading things it's um Listening to things. It's kind of like surrounding yourself with things that are from God. Like so the just, word of God. Exactly. Basically. To Whether kind it's of keep like a reminding podcast, you. Yeah. YouTube exactly. video, a
1: book, a friend.
0: You know, people have this like a lot of people have this like stigma of church, you know, like, oh, I don't go to church. I have my yeah. relationship with God. But it's like, I understand that, but you know, it depends, I guess, on the church. When I think about my church, I, I always invite people there because it's not the, the typical church environment that you would mm-hmm. think. And it's just more of a setting. Um, it's just it's just an environment that gets you, I feel like just it gets you excited excited. excited. It gets you, um, what's the word I want to use? I feel like it gets you open Open. to to listen and to receive and to hear um, God really clearly in that moment. And then when you go home, the idea is that you practice faith, Mm -hmm. right? Faith, I think is practice. There's no such thing as like perfect perfect faith. faith. I don't believe it. It's constant practice. And there's been lots of moments in my life where, you know, for me, it's just been a wave. It's up and down, you know? I found God, I'm in this relationship with God, we're great. And then um, things in my life aren't going my way, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting what I want. And instead of being um, aware patient. and just patient yeah. to hear that, I, I, I put myself in, not necessarily compromising situations, but not best situations for me. Whether it's like, like for example, a relationship. I was in a relationship with someone, oh, yeah. and a few weeks <laughs> into it, I, oh, girl, though, that's a different one. Oh, oh that's, a, that's a good so. one. We can't be doing it oh. Um, I was in a relationship with someone and I have never felt so distant from God. Wow. When I was with this person. Um, and it took me a few months to realize, like, wait a minute, like I don't feel God around me. Yeah. And I and I was like, what is going on? I was like, I feel weird, I don't feel good. And then I sat down, I processed, I was like, I don't feel God in this relationship or in my that's life so at all. Important. And that's when I realized I wasn't supposed to be with that person and I called it off. You know, um when I got diagnosed with kakuchi's disease. This By the way, rare, guys, we're going to talk about this another day. But talk rare. about keeping the faith, you she know? She had,
1: like, a lump on her neck right here. And, and a doctor told me it was cancer. It, it, was, it was... um Lymphoma. Lymphoma. In one of our our pastor's sermons, he talks about, like, sight, insight hindsight and foresight. Oh. Don't be distracted by sight. Yeah. yeah. to have foresight, not everything that you see in front of you is it's, what you think it is. Or, is.
0: or is deemed to be true, whatever or the truth is, is deemed to be is, true. Yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: especially even things that you hear, like um in the Bible it talks about, like uh, my life coach tells me this all the time, shout out to Dr. Bryant, hey, girl. is that um what reports will you believe? So the thoughts in your head or things people tell you. Uh-huh. So for example, in this case, like Milana, like she would she believe that report? She could have, I mean, it could have... Been more detrimental to her health if she really believed that. And I remember just like coming and like giving you like magazines and flowers, like we were just gonna be positive. And then in the end, it is this rare disease and it's not cancerous at all. No. Like she did have to get it removed but it yeah. was not what she thought it was. And so in that moment- Or what moment, the doctor thought or, it was. Exactly. You know, for me, crazy. in
0: that moment when he told me that, I was like hysterical. I was crying. Mm. I was like, why God? I went to the bathroom. I caught my breath, you know, after crying for 10 minutes. I caught I, I, I caught my breath and I was and I stopped for a second and I listened to God. You know, I was, I was like, I called for God. I was like, God, I need, you to, I need you to tell me something. I need you to speak to me. I walked out, out of the bathroom. I went back and he was like, okay, so um, we're going to do this biopsy. And I looked at him, I was like, it's not cancer. I was like, we yes. to, we'll do the biopsy, but it, it's not cancer. Better I, I was like, I know it's not, you know, yeah. God told me it's not. And he just looked like so confused. Like, cause you know, <laughs> science and God, like, um, and then I and then I left, and um, one of my my best friends, Josh, he actually told me this during that moment. He was just like, you know, I just I, I would say you should pray as if it's already happened versus asking God yeah. for um asking God for to do something. Pray as if it's already happened. So Thank I was you for getting it, me out Yes, of this. and that's exactly yeah. how I was praying. I changed the way I was praying. I changed the way I was uh, my my whole mentality. I had mm-hmm. faith now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the, it was, the, and I've always had faith. But like I say, this is a wave. It's it's always practice. You lose it for a second. And then you snap out of it. And every time for me has been shorter and shorter and shorter. Those moments of panic have been much shorter in this past, you know, week with my dad. You know, again, mm-hmm. for me to have faith, um, it's the same thing. Like, oh, my God, he's going to die, you know, and I'm freaking out. And then and then it's like I'm trying to be better at, at consistently keeping the faith mm-hmm. um, so that in those kinds of moments, I'm like, God, this is in your hands. Like, whatever, you know, and, and that's kind of where I'm trying to get to. But I still see myself losing faith in, in little moments because it's constant practice. Yeah, it's hard. Um, and it's even with this podcast, you know, every mm-hmm. week to sit down and film, it's like, oh, who even cares? And then every week it's like, just be faithful, be faithful. You're in the right position. You heard this message from God. This is where you are. So um, I just want people to be clear that it's not something that's like, I don't believe, I mean, maybe for some people it kind of becomes innate. Yeah, I but, would say
1: like I, like my life coach, like she kind of operates that way. It's mm-hmm. almost, she's, more more faithful than not, there are, like... Exactly, same, it's, yeah. Yeah, so she, yeah, definitely, I was, like, I want to get to that place, too. Um, just for me, I would say, like, different uh, examples of me not having faith is in my mom, like, getting better or in... Um, even when I stopped working, I used to work at advertising agencies and social media and digital marketing, um uh, coincidentally uh, one of our advertising agencies we lost the account and so everyone on that account lost their job and at that time was when my mom's condition kind of started to get worse and she couldn't be alone and my dad works in the Middle East so he travels back every month so someone had to be there with her and she didn't want to be with a stranger obviously so I kind of fell into the role of like her caretaker which I am honored to do she took care of me for my entire life but I was it was hard for me to have faith that this is where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't supposed to be pursuing my career or doing something else that I wanted to do that. And it took me like over a year. I would say yeah. like almost two years for me to like be at peace with it and not like fight it. I've definitely, similar to what you were saying, put myself in compromising situations that I never thought that I would be in. Um, Situations that questioned my morals and values that I grew up with because I didn't have faith. Like a lack of faith is so dangerous like I can't be more passionate about it and like I said I'm still working on it but in one of Pastor Therese sermons um, there's it's called the power of belief and it's probably my top three even though every week I say that like Mm -hmm. one of his is my top three but he says something that every unrighteous act is comes from a lack of faith Mm -hmm. and I couldn't agree with that statement more that Mm -hmm. if you don't believe you're gonna be in the relationship you want to be or have your business get off the ground or a family member or you and your health, you're going to come out of it stronger. Um, If you don't have that faith and you're on your time and not God's time, that's very Mm -hmm. detrimental. So I always work to try to be patient and and it's like, it it definitely is a daily practice.
0: Yeah. I want to give a few like, I don't know if it's advice or tips on, in moments when you are lacking faith to kind of like keep the faith. So we're just going to do this really quickly because I know it's been a long episode. Um, One thing I want to say really quickly is that first of all, if you're not getting what you want from God um, and you don't get what you want, you had something completely different, it's, it's a you have to understand that whatever is coming is better. Okay, so it's yeah. it, that's that's the difference of like I'm waiting for God to give me this versus like God's not gonna give you this, but you have to believe that whatever He gives you next is gonna be better or what you need um, or what you're supposed to have, what you're destined for. So yeah, that's one thing what to remember. You
1: want may we not, don't know what we want. Yeah, what you need is more <laughs> important than what you want. For exactly.
0: Sure. One thing I will say off the bat for me is everything happens for a reason, um, and I've been that's
1: Malana's favorite.
0: I've been living. I, my, I know it's corny. I know it's cliche, cliche, but I've been living my life like this for a long time, and it's really gotten me through very hard times. I, um, because of that concept, and because of like, if God wanted this to happen or if God wanted this to go a certain way, then He would do it, then it would have. So if it's not, then I need to accept that it happened for a reason and let it go and move on. And this has helped me through. The worst times, the worst breakups, the worst like job, I don't know, fire. I've never been fired, but like job transitions, just everything in life, that mentality has helped me get through it because I really do believe like, well, if it was, if it was supposed to be, it would have been, God would have had it. So that's one tip I do have is that's a way to keep the faith is just believe that whatever is happening is because even if it's hard and traumatic, it's supposed to happen and you will eventually get to the point that God wants you at. But just remember that it happened for a reason.
1: To go off of what Milana was saying, um, letting go of things, there have definitely been people in my life other than Milana that have guided me towards this type of... um relationship with God and having faith and I just want to say like a tidbit is that or a tip is that it starts with an open mindset and a Mm. new mindset like Mm -hmm. I had a very when I was positive about everything else and everybody else other than myself Mm -hmm. and things happening for me so I had a friend who was really helpful in like changing my mindset and like having those long hour conversations to try to have faith, be positive, look at the, like, look at the good things. And I think before you can even step into, if you're really lacking faith, like I was, before you can even step into that and be open to that, you have to change your mindset. And Mm. it's very, very hard to change a mindset. And I would say get around people that you can talk things through with, whether it may be a therapist, um, my life coach is also a spiritual coach so she's really helpful with that or going um, to Into the right
0: environment. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely be in the right environment so I think changing your mindset from really a negative good. mindset to a positive is like step one before you even attack strengthening your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important and yeah, also, like, on the back end of that, like, letting go of those people that were made basically maybe the crutches or the staircase up to where you, kind of, like, the same thing with the scaffolding or standing on your own, because mm-hmm. I had a very hard time of letting go of people that I should have let go of a lot sooner, mm-hmm. um, because I was afraid of being alone and doing it on my own, or, yeah, in general, and... I have to, that's where I really have to realize, like, you're never really alone. You should only rely on God at the end of the day. And I even have to continuously work towards that, um...
0: All right. Um, I think that's I don't I think those are really good tips and starting
1: points. I was just gonna say, like I definitely have struggled with like anxiety and like depression and mm-hmm. like going back to that lack of faith. And I think just like if you go to a church, like listen to a service on a podcast in that moment or like a YouTube video. Exactly. Or again, call someone who's like non-judgmental and you can like be completely yourself and open with or yeah, I think those things kind of go back to what gets you again into that right environment. Yeah. Um, because you do have, like, breakdowns and, like, be upset and either, like, be still, like, I know it's cliche, like, take a deep breath, but I think hearing another message to fight the messages exactly. that your mind is telling you yeah. is really key.
0: And what you're saying right now is what we said before, it takes practice. Yeah, I mean It's it constant practice. It's easier to get into a deep dark black hole versus to get up, find something motivational to listen to, try to work and get yourself out of that hump. Um, yeah. So practice, guys. Faith is is practice, um, constant practice. So yeah. Sorry, guys, if this was like a real crazy episode for you. We it was all over the it place. Down. It was all over the place. We talked about... A lot of deep things.
1: Yeah, There's it was a, lot. a heavy episode. I feel like people think, like, "Damn, this girl has no personality. Like, nothing to say." Ooh. Me? Why? No, I mean, because it's so like it's such a. I feel like it's like a heavy.
0: It's so heavy, it's it's really but it's heavy. important. It's a good conversation. No, I I, I, yeah. I wanted to
1: do different things
0: on my show, and yeah. this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. It just happened yeah. to be now, and um, it went in a direction that I didn't expect, but I love it, and it's. I'm yeah. I'm glad we talked about it because I think a lot of people are always conflicted with their faith, and yeah. they don't know where to start. They don't know how to keep going. So. Yeah, I'm glad we had this conversation. Thank you for being so open. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for being on camera instead of behind the camera. I hope the sound. We didn't even. We we're not even listening to the sound, so we hope the yeah, sound is great. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we're um, looking at it. it we're still good. raggedy. We could have put some headphones on, but nobody wanted no, to. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I know. Um, and like, thank this like, this you, is guys. My moment
1: to shine. No, I'm oh, just okay, kidding.
0: okay, girl. Um, it is. You're shining like a star. Um, doesn't she look fabulous on camera? Oh,
1: thanks, the infamous Lena. You know, Lenay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And thank you all for listening to episode 11 Lena, let them know where they can follow you on social media. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like,
1: I forgot about that. At Lena Noraldine, L-E-N-A-N-O-U-R-E-L-E. D-I-N.
0: And you can follow me On at Instagram. Starring Milana, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can join our book club of two anytime. We're reading The
1: Untethered Soul, which Untethered also kind Soul's of next. goes along with this topic. Exactly. So. We're just
0: trying to be better versions of ourselves every day. And we this really is, are. This is part of it. So, um, And if you, if you feel like this episode inspired you or you think that somebody needs... Um, yeah. Somebody needs a message. message Screenshots this podcast, and you know, share it with your friends. And um, and feel free to word. DM either of us mm-hmm. with any.
1: I mean, not that I'm experienced at this. At no, all, you think, you
0: have a great perspective on it. Yeah, so.
1: that my testimony is kind of yeah. uh, an example. That yeah, for sure. Can, I'd love to talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, and um, make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on the podcast app. We are still growing, and those matter. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you and. We'll be back next week. Bye.